0: I'd like to welcome you to this week's Stories from the Road. This is Dustin Brown, church planner to the country of Turkey. Coming to you this week with a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful soul winning story. And I want to tell you the story about a young man by the name of Will who trusted Christ as a savior yesterday in between our meetings while he was on break from work. And I want to tell you about how awesome it is to share your faith. So stay tuned to hear this story from the Road. So yesterday was another one of those days, if you know what I mean. I think some of you do. I think most of us do. Some of us have bad days. Let's all be honest. We all have bad days. And yesterday was what many missionaries will call a bad day on deputation. We were on the way for a Sunday morning meeting. A major road was uh, stopped. And because of that, we got there. We weren't late to the meeting, but we were later than we like to be. So we presented and Saturday night I realized that I had made a big uh uh-oh. You see, Sunday morning we were scheduled to be in Fayetteville, Georgia. Sunday night we were scheduled to be in Hartsville, South Carolina. Now, if you know anything about those two places, you would know they are almost five hours apart. Well, when I had looked it up, I was under the understanding that they were two and a half hours apart. The reason why is I made a huge mistake, and I must have accidentally typed in Fayetteville, North Carolina. That is only two and a half hours. So, Sunday morning, we're running late. Sunday afternoon, we've got this longer than usual drive, and we're about halfway through it. As we're driving, I speak to one of my missionary friends, Nate Francis, church planner of the country of China, and uh, we both find out that we have been booked at the same church, and I get the idea that the pastor doesn't know that I'm on the way. What we found out after the meeting was I had an incorrect number, phone number, and email address, and when I had tried to contact him to confirm the meeting shortly after we had booked it to nail down the date, I didn't get a hold of him, so I thought everything was okay, but he had not... uh, the date wasn't nailed down, and come to find out, uh, we had booked on top of another meeting. Uh, It actually went wonderful. The pastor was very gracious, even though I had made a mistake and uh, still allowed me to present. The church was still a great blessing. But we're driving. I'm not for sure what's going to happen, what this pastor is going to say. It's a four and a half hour drive, and our son starts crying. So I stop, and uh, it's time for a food, a gas, and a baby bottle stop. So we pull over and we stop at a crystal parking lot. I go use the restroom. I'm out stretching. This is gonna be about 15 to 30 minutes. It's gonna take Hudson to drink his bottle. So I'm like, well, I don't wanna get in the car yet. I start looking around the parking lot and I notice there's a young man sitting on a curb back by a hotel that's behind this restaurant. There was a Zaxby's next to it, come to find out he was on break from Zaxby's. I see him back there. And when I saw him, I felt a leading from the Holy Spirit. Obviously not an audible voice, but anybody who has served the Lord and who has walked with God knows that moment where you felt like God wants me to do this. I looked over, it was like the Holy Spirit was leading me and saying, look, go talk to him, go witness to him. Had a pocket full of tracks I had gotten from the Sunday morning meeting. I went to the back door of my car, I got my briefcase out, pulled my New Testament out, put it in my pocket grabbed one of the gospel tracks out of my pocket and I walked up and said hi my name's is Dustin Brown I'm from up north of Atlanta I'm driving to Hartsville South Carolina number one where are we I had no idea where we were he told me the town name <coughs> which I wish I could remember right now but I can't <laughs> just going to be honest with you and he told me he said well you're still about two hours off from Hartsville but you'll cross the South Carolina line here in just a couple minutes so after we discussed this a little bit I said, look, I want to hand you this. This It's the gospel tract. It talks about where you're gonna go when you die. It talks about having your sins forgiven and it talks about having a relationship with God. I said, let me ask you a question. I got his name, his name was Will. I said, Will, if you were to die today, where would you go? He said, sir, I have no idea about that. He said, but I've been kind of wondering about it. He said, I've been going to church again for the first time in a long time. He said, you know, I've been listening to some family and they tell me I need to do better. He said, I'm trying to do better and I don't really feel like I can. He said, you know, I'm not a bad person, but, you know, I've messed up before. But haven't we all? I sat down and I said, well, just to be honest with you, before you can worry about getting your sins forgiven, you got to know the condition you're really in. You see, if you're going to share your faith with somebody, you got to remember that somebody can't flippantly go, well, I don't really think I'm that bad, and and truthfully accept the gospel. Because if we don't know that we need something and we have a problem, we're never gonna truthfully accept it. So I sat down with him and I opened up my New Testament to the book of Romans. I went to Romans chapter number three. I started at Romans chapter number three and verse number 10. And I started taking him through each verse, Romans 3.10, Romans 3.11. I said, you know, the Bible says that you're unrighteous. That means you're not right with God. I said, the Bible says that your mouth is like an open sepulcher. That means the things you say to God are wicked. I said, you know, the Bible says you've gone out of the way. That means that you're not in the way of God. The Bible says you're unprofitable. That means that your life is unprofitable to God right now because you're wicked and you're a sinner. And I finally got down to Romans three twenty three and I said, all this is because you're a wicked sinner in the sight of God. I said, well, do you see yourself as a sinner? He said, well, not really. I said, well, let's look back at the Bible. I went back through it again. I said, that's the word of God. I said, he's the one who judges you, not you. His face kind of dropped, and he looked at me, and he said, for the first time ever, I think I see myself as a sinner. And I think I see that I'm in a mess, but I'm trying to do good. I said, let me talk to you about your good works. I took him over to Ephesians chapter number 2. I shared with him verses 8 and 9. I went back to the book of Romans and shared with him and showed him how the law couldn't save him and his good works couldn't save him. And finally he said, well, I know I can't save myself, so what do I need to do? I took the Bible, I opened that New Testament up, and I shared the sweet gospel of Jesus Christ with him. Now that he saw his hopeless, helpless condition and his need for a savior. I took that New Testament, and I shared with him that though he was a hell-bound sinner, Jesus died for him, Jesus loved him, and Jesus wanted to save him. All he had to do was to turn from trusting in himself and turn from his good works and turn from his religion, and turn to Christ Jesus, and his death, burial, and resurrection as the only thing that was saved, give him a relationship with God and a home of heaven when he died. At the end of it, I got done and I said, well, that's what I want to share with you. I said, that's a very important decision for you to make. I said, now, uh, I'd love to be a help, anyway I could, I said, but I, my time's up. I, I gotta be heading on. And he said, well, before you go, he said, you offered to me, and I'd like to make that decision today. And I said, well, if you'd like to make that decision today, all you have to do is in your heart, put your faith in the death, burial, and resurrection in Jesus Christ, is the only thing that'll save you. I said, I'd like to pray with you, I prayed with him, letting him know that the prayer didn't save him. It was faith in Jesus, and Jesus Christ alone that saved an individual. He bowed his head, we prayed together, When we got done praying, he looked up and the sun was shining. He said, the sun looks a little bit brighter. He said, I don't feel like I'm burdened down with that old sin anymore. I don't feel like I'm burdened down with with having to do those good works. I see that it's all because of Jesus. I gave that gospel tract to him. I encouraged him to find a good Bible-believing, Bible-preaching church that he could be discipled in. I'd encourage him to get in and get baptized start reading the Word of God, and I encourage him to take that gospel track and share it with his co-workers and all his friends and family so they can know how to be saved. You know, my friends, there are tons of people in this world just like Will. They're lost. They're dying. They're on their way to hell. And you know what they need? They need you to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit of God. They need you to have gospel tracts in your pocket ready to pass them out. They need you to go out on Thursday night visitation and Saturday morning bus route and uh, throughout the week inviting them to church while you're at work and calling up your families or mailing a letter to your family telling them about Jesus. They need you at the supermarket to hand them a gospel track. They need you when the Holy Ghost knocks on your heart's door for you to be a witness. They need you to decide that wherever you're at today is gonna be your mission field and you are gonna be concerned with the souls of men. My friend, I want to encourage you today to be a soul winner. I want to encourage you today to be the real deal. I want to encourage you today to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit, to start telling people about Jesus, to start passing out gospel tracts, to get involved in the ministries of your church, because this world is lost and dying and going to hell. And my friends, there's more wheels out there that need to be saved. As well, I want to ask you to pray for us. Pray we can get our support raised. We want to get to the country of Turkey because there's some wheels in Turkey that are dying on their way to hell and they need a preacher to take and share with them the gospel in the Turkish language. And me and my wife have surrendered to do that. Will you pray we can get our support raised? Pray what God will have you do to help us get to the country of Turkey. Also, I want to thank those of you that pray for us and support us. I want to say I love you and I want to thank you. And you know what, wheel salvation, it goes to your account because the whole reason I had the gas in that car to get to that meeting was because of my supporters just like you. The reason why we had safety and I was able to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit is because of the prayer support of people like you. I want to thank you so much. I want to say that I love you. I want you to serve God. I want you to love God. And I want us together to win this world with the gospel of Jesus Christ because our God is worthy and people are in need and we need to have a love for Jesus and a love for people that eats us on the inside and gets us to do something. It's been a little long today. It's been a little preachy today. But my friends, this has been this week, Story from the Road. Tune in next week to get another update and to see what God's doing in our ministry. Thank you. We love you and goodbye.